Shalom, shalom everybody. Welcome back to another Pulse of Israel, Israel at War update. Very, very mixed feelings today as um, the first of the Israeli captives of children, women, older women, grandmothers, uh, they're being released or they have been released. So of course, of course, of course, thank God some of our captives are being released and of course we are thankful for each and every Jewish soul that now is saved as we know in Judaism each person's life is a whole world and in, in so many ways and so 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 deep so very very deep uh, so obviously we're very very happy who knows, after 49 days of captivity and those being released in the next few days, 50 days of captivity, etc. Who knows what trauma they're going to be having to go through, get, uh, live with for the rest of their lives, living in the dungeons of, of evil Nazis who are even, probably even, I don't know, worse than Nazis, but a, a different kind of Nazi, a Muslim kind of Nazi. Well, I'll say that, a Muslim kind of Nazi. Evil, 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 evil. And yes, it's in Islam, folks. It's in Islam. Go to the Quran. It's in Islam. People like saying, and there's a caveat, people like saying, oh, no, the, the Quran talks about uh, peace and, and, and loving the Jewish people. Uh, yeah, but that's the beginning of the Quran. If you ask anyone about how the Quran, how you read the Quran, the beginning of the Quran is superseded and replaced by the end of the Quran. That's how Islamic law works. And it's later on in the Quran where, where Muhammad talks about killing Jews. And for the, any Jew being hidden behind a rock or a tree, let us know so we can kill them. All right? So the end of the Quran is about killing Jews. And they behead people. And they massacre people. And Islam is about conquering the world, the world, either by forced conversions or by the sword. That's Islam. That's the Quran. Are there good Muslims? There are good Muslims. That doesn't take away that there is evil in Islam. It's there. It's there. And the fact that you have 20%, 25% of 8 billion or however many billion Muslims in the world who actually believe in this radicalized Islam, well, which is weird to call it radicalized because it's in the Quran, but then I got those that actually want to do it and support it but it doesn't make a difference because it's a, it's a it's a tribal culture look why they're going crazy in america or in london or in germany or in paris it has nothing to do with the germans or the or the french or the americans but they're going crazy because they're after all of us everywhere it's not just about the jew they want to take over all of our countries they want to forcefully convert and make everyone dimmies any infidel dimmies and, and, and it's and and when they get in charge they're evil just look what they've done they, they, the Christians have been the most persecuted people in the Middle East not the Jews the Christians they're like no Christians left in all of the Middle East Christianity was born in the Middle East that's the first place now you can hardly find Christians totally totally uh, persecuted by, by, by Muslim society and the Muslims are the biggest conqueror and occupiers of the whole world they started in Arabia which is Saudi Arabia and then they conquered by the sword the whole Middle East and Northern Africa I mean, they're the biggest 
conquerors and occupiers, yet they have the gall, and progressive leftists have the gall to call Israel the occupiers, living in our own country, in our ancestral homeland. It's just insane. Everything is 180 degrees from the truth. It's all lies. So I'm here to share the, the, the truth with you. Anyway, so these hostages, finally, 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 some of them, the first 13, hopefully 13, were released today, and they're going to have to go, we're going to have to get them back into life. Someone I saw mentioned that they're the first Jews to come out of, like, uh, have to be reestablished re their lives after trauma since the Holocaust times. And it's just so on that on that perspective, we're like happy that we're beginning to say to see some of these captives, innocent, innocent babies, children, mothers, grandmothers released, and we want all of them released. And it's so sad and evil that only only thirteen. But in the meantime, we're we're happy for the thirteen. But where are the mixed feelings? The mixed feelings are the price we're paying, because we're proud. We we want to get all two hundred thirty-nine. Hamas is evil. It's not letting us. Like if only. The United States, if the United States government, the Biden administration really cared, it would just pressure, pressure Qatar. Qatar is the main funder of Hamas, besides Iran. United States, pressure Qatar. Why isn't the United States pressuring Qatar? Like, threaten Qatar. Qatar, and this was Caroline Glick's uh, idea, all the United States has to do is threaten Qatar, say, if you don't, you don't uh, release all the hostages now, meaning 49 days ago, then we're going to pull our U.S. military base out of Qatar, put in another country like the UAE in the Middle East. But no, the, the Biden administration is not doing that. So with all the thanks and gratitude for what it is doing, it's not doing what it, what it should be doing if it really stood for justice, morality. Forget about the Jews. Obviously, if it cares, it's showing it doesn't really care about the Jews in the state of Israel because it's allowing them to continue, continue festering and they're not using their, their, their power hold over Qatar. But um, so one, the price that we, we're still not going to get all of them. No clue if we're ever going to get all of them. Uh, two, the price we're paying militarily. We're now endangering Israeli soldiers. We're now endangering the, the, the positive steps we did in the war up until now. Because basically the, the IDF successfully pushed Gazans out of northern Gaza. And you saw the videos, or you heard me talk about the videos of the millions or hundreds of thousands of Gazans from northern Gaza who ran, went south. And that's what we have to do. They don't care about their lives. They don't care about their own lives. They use their own people as human shields, right? But they care about land. We have to take our land back and, and show that they pay a price for killing Jews and, and waging war against us. That's the only thing they care about, land. So the only way to for us to win and be victorious is to take our land back and get rid of them and let them run away, right? Their second Nakba, they brought it upon themselves. The first catastrophe, they attacked us to kill us in 1948 and they lost their homes and now they're crybabies. They ran away, they lost the war. They, they failed in killing us and then they say that they had a catastrophe. Same thing today. They attack us. They brutally murder us, our children, our, our, our innocent women, men, women, children. And now we go to war to defend ourselves, and now they cry to the world that they're losing their homes. You brought it upon themselves, you evil, evil Palestine Nazis. You brought it upon yourselves. But now, because of the ceasefire for the hostage deal, Hamas is going to tell all these hundreds of thousands and millions of Gazans to move back to northern Gaza. How is the Israeli army going to stop that? 
That means you're going to have Gazans walking near our tanks, walking near our soldiers, endangering them, taking pictures of them, uh, putting, putting bombs during the next few days, booby traps, putting Hamas soldiers nearby to be able to shoot at our soldiers wherever they want, whether during the ceasefire or be ready after the ceasefire. So we're going to lose so many IDF soldiers' lives because of this ceasefire hostage deal, which we're not even getting all of them back. And we don't know what games Hamas is going to be playing in the meantime, because Hamas just plays games. So it's very, very mixed emotions. And it's going to make it harder then to get rid of them again. I mean, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Again, nobody, just so you understand why Israel has to win this war, no matter how much pressure the Biden administration and the world will put up on Israel to stop fighting, we have to win this war and get rid of the evil, evil Palestine Nazis in Gaza, which means they all have to move somewhere else around the world. Because otherwise, Israelis won't move back to their communities down south. So understand that. And I've said this before. The only way Israelis are moving down south is when they know there is no threat whatsoever from these evil, evil Arab Muslims in the Gaza Strip. So that's how I know this war is going to end. And we're going to be victorious. How long it's going to take, I don't know. But now I want to leave with you with a positive. Because what I'm saying right now, it's very, it's very depressing. Like, oh my God, so they're coming back to northern Gaza and they're going to make it even harder for us to take back. And, then, and they're still living there. And how are we going to be victorious? And the world's not letting us win. And America's not using its pressure. And the, and, and the world's saying that all the Arabs have to remain living there. No one can leave. How is this going to end? I don't know how it's going to end. I don't know when it's going to end. But it will end and we, the Jewish people, will be victorious with the help of God above. And how do I know that? Because the holiday of Hanukkah is approaching, fast approaching, right? We're already in the month of Kislev, the Hebrew month of Kislev with the holiday of Hanukkah. The holiday of Hanukkah is celebrated over eight nights. Many people mistakenly think that since the Hanukkah holiday is celebrated for eight nights, that the wars of the Maccabees against the Seleucid Greeks, right, took place eight days, right? Eight days, war, we won, and that's why we celebrate eight, eight nights. No, we celebrate eight nights because of the miracle of the oil. A one thing of oil that, that was supposed to last one light instead lasted eight nights. That's the miracle of the oil, the eight days. The war of the Maccabees against the Seleucid Greeks didn't take eight days. Didn't take eight months. It didn't take eight years. I learned from a, a brilliant, brilliant Jewish educator, historian by the name of Gershon HaKohen, and he taught, and if I'm not, not mistaken, he said the Hanukkah War, the, the Maccabee Rebellion, the successful Maccabee Rebellion against the Greek Empire, the Seleucid Greeks, lasted 75 years. And that's 75 years of, of, of uh, victories and of defeats. Victories and defeats. Liberating Jerusalem the Temple Mount, losing Jerusalem the Temple Mount. Liberating Jerusalem the Temple Mount, losing... Jerusalem, the Temple Mount. 75 years of battles. That is the Hanukkah holiday. So now I want everyone to understand that perspective to understanding today. I like to tell people, I was thanks to learning that, that all of a sudden I internalized. And I asked him this question. I said, based on that, I heard this like four or five years ago. He gave us a, um, he gave us a talk when I was in the IDF reserves. I said, based on that understanding that the Hanukkah battles took 75 years is it safe to say that today we are in the 70 today 
75th year of the War of Independence, that our War of Independence never finished, we're still fighting it? And he said, yes. Again, this was five years ago, so it was 70 years. But today I'm telling you, we are in the 75th year of our War of Independence. It never ended. Some battles we've won, some battles we've lost. Meaning the Six Day War, the Yom Kippur War, those are all different battles of the same War of Independence. We have the same enemies, the Arab Muslim enemies around us. Even though they are using the fake Palestinian Arabs, who are really just Arab Muslims who live in our midst. It was a fake name created in the 1960s by the Russians, right? The communists to, to destroy Israel and, and hurt the West. But the whole Arab Muslim world is still at battle with us. We are a thorn in their theological side. We are, we are proof that Islam is wrong. You understand that? The Jewish people being back in our ancestral homeland is proof that Islam is wrong. We're a thorn in their side. We're a theological problem for them. They are, we are, they are existentially at war with us to get rid of us because we are a problem showing that they're wrong. They were supposed to replace us. Do you understand this? So it hasn't been different wars. It's been one war, the 1948 War of Independence, still going on today. So that's why I'm telling you about Gaza as well. We will be victorious in Gaza. I wish it would be today. I wish it would have been yesterday. I wish it would have been 30 years ago. But we will be victorious. We are going to liberate Gaza from the evil Palestine Nazis. Israelis will be moving down south. Israelis will be moving into Gush Katif, into the Gaza Strip and resettling it. When? I don't know. It will be happening. With the help of God, it will be happening. It will happen. So hold on to that understanding. Hold on to that. Now, it's not just hope. It's knowledge that with the help of God, we will be winning this war just like the 75-year Maccabee rebellion against the Seleucid Greeks, to which today we celebrate the Hanukkah holiday, so to today we're going to get rid of our enemies in Gaza, we're going to get rid of them in Judea and Samaria, we're going to get rid of them in uh, southern Lebanon. We will. We will. And I'm going to go even further than that. Today with the growing anti-Semitism around the world, we're going to see an uptick of Jews coming home, moving to Israel. Any of you watching me today, right now, where you're, you're still not living in Israel, Start making your Aliyah plans. It's just going to get worse. Start making your Aliyah plans now. And the Bible tells us thousands of years ago that as the Jews come back to the, our homeland, our borders will expand. How they will expand, when they will expand, I don't know. It's God running the show, not us. But it's going to happen. Even if our own leaders don't want it to happen, it's going to happen. Just remember this, 1967, Six-Day War. The Israeli government pleaded with King Abdullah of Jordan not to enter the war, not to join the war, right? Jordan was in charge, occupying illegally Judea and Samaria, the old city of Jerusalem. Israel pleaded, Golda Meir went to visit him, pleaded with him, don't enter the war. Guess what? He entered the war. The Israeli army had no plans to do any fighting whatsoever in Judea and Samaria, liberate Jerusalem, liberate Judea and Samaria, no plans whatsoever. But because Jordan entered the war, Israel had to defend itself, and we ended up liberating Judea, Samaria, the whole old city of Jerusalem, and the Temple Mount. God's running the show. The Israeli government, Israeli leaders were not ready to do that. They didn't want it, and we got it anyway. It's up to the Jewish people and God above.
So just hold on to that hope. And remember, we are in the 75th year of our War of Independence, and we are going to win. We're home. God is with us. We're going to win this war. With that, I'm going to wish everyone Shabbat Shalom and keep on praying, praying for all of the hostages, all the hostages who are still in captivity in Gaza, all the captives who, are, who have been released or will be released, please God, over the next few days because they have a crazy, crazy uh, recovery period to get back into life after captivity by evil Hamas and pray for all IDF soldiers because they're not just fighting and they're not just, and now they're in Gaza as sitting ducks. And I have a son in Gaza right now. They're all sitting ducks. And it's it, with, with Hamas, and, and as the hundreds of thousands of, of, of Gaza residents come back to northern Gaza, uh, there are going to be plenty of Hamas terrorists within them, embedded within in them. I mean, they're all terrorists, but the ones with the guns. So pray, pray, pray for all our IDF soldiers in Gaza. They're not just standing up for themselves. They're not just standing up for the Jewish people in the land of Israel. They're standing up for the whole freedom-loving world. They are the front line for the whole freedom-loving world. So pray, pray, pray. With that, I'm going to wish everyone a Shabbat Shalom. Thanks for watching. If you are not yet a subscriber to my Pulse of Israel videos, go to pulseofisrael.com and click to subscribe. And if you like our videos and you want to help us have them seen by many more people, every once in a while, just click on the donate button so we can have the money to help our videos be seen by many more people and wake people up, especially wake up the Jews, but all of humanity. Signing off from New York City, cold New York City on Thanksgiving Day, Thanksgiving Day weekend. Not from the ancestral homeland of the Jewish people, but I hope to be home soon, ASAP, and back in uniform when I get back home. So, uh, Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Thanks for watching. Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.